Hey everyone, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This is New Metal March, episode three, and we are doing Slipknot's self type. Let's get Alrighty guys, we're here. We're doing it. We're doing Slipknot's self-titled from 1999. Fuck yeah, we are. It's our third 1999 album in a row. <laughs> well, again, like I said last week, that's when new metal was popular. Yes, and after last week and Kevin put me through Limp Biscuits, uh, significant <laughs> other, I felt the need to overcorrect, and we went. Um, if we were like spelling out new or like pronouncing or enunciating new metal, yeah. it would be like. Metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is light on the new and heavy on the metal. <laughs> Very heavy on the metal, yes. Absolutely. Um, but this is a fun album, and uh, I'm excited to hear what Kevin has to say. But uh, how you been, Kev? I've been okay. I got a Guinness in my hand. Um, it's St. Patrick's Day with the day we're recording, so that's only fitting. It's been a while since I've had a Guinness, and it's uh, it's hitting the taste buds just right. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it. I don't know. This feels like an appropriate appropriate album for week three like we've yeah. we've cheated on christian new metal we've went to like the popular new metal and now it's like the metal new metal yes <laughs> so right. we're kind of hitting all the spectrums yeah. um i'm excited just to get into it you ready you ready to go yeah in? man yeah let's go ahead and uh, do you want to do your opening thoughts first or do you want me to do it I'm, i got just one fact cool sure um it's a tiny factoid where i've got others for the songs but um the numbers on the opening track is the barcode to their 1996 demo. See, I couldn't find. I, I look. I didn't. I didn't look very hard. I but I couldn't <laughs> find that information. So I'm glad you found it. Yeah, uh, it was maddening to just see all those numbers. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what in the fuck? But uh, it was nice to see that it had significance. Cool. So now we can just call it barcode song. Yeah, the barcode song. <laughs> Princes, the barcode. Song. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, yeah, uh, my opening thoughts were. I knew some of these songs, didn't know a lot of them. We were talking about new metal, and when you mentioned Slipknot being new metal, it never really crossed my mind that they were. But to hear some of the songs were Corey Taylor, who is a renowned singer yeah. and re- screamer and all that, um, to hear him rap is awesome. Yeah, it's it's impressive, and I think it sounds a lot better than what I heard last week. Yeah, dude, they're in a different, Unfair. totally different class. Unfair advantage, though. I wasn't a huge. I'm not a huge fan of Limp Bizkit in sure. general, but um, I just didn't know this side of Slipknot existed. I was used to, you know, before I forget and all the albums later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, so this was really my first toe dip into old Slipknot, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. And just getting into all the lore was a lot of fun. There's just so much history with this band. And there's freaking nine members. <laughs> it's, a, it's an ensemble. It's not a band. This is a fucking, this is an ensemble. That's the only way to say it. I mean, they have a drummer and two percussionists, two extra percussionists in in concert with their regular drummer, which is an, in, I, I mean, I talk about, I'm going to, full disclaimer, I'm going to talk about drums a lot. <laughs> so, because they're fucking bananas yes. on this album. But yeah, it's crazy. Like they have, I think they have like four, like three or four guitarists. Uh, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. And you know, a lot of Slipknot memories from being a kid was like 
the goth kids wore the Slipknot t-shirts mm-hmm. to school because it like showed you were kind of you were different, you were strange. And Slipknot is just basically pop punk for metal people. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I can see that comparison. Uh, a lot of the same uh, lyrical content, kind of the like, I'm the outsider. I still yeah. want to hurt people, mm-hmm. but you know. Overall, I had a lot of fun with this album. Yeah, and I think I think it's funny because I think I brought that up. I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago, where new metal for me is what like emo was for you. It's the same kind of themes. It's like I'm sad and mad at the world, and I want to punch everybody, and nobody gets me, and blah 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 blah. So yeah, I think that's a very you know apt descriptor of it is so it's just at different times i'm a little bit older than you so we just hit the, these forms of music at different times so um but yeah um i mentioned last week slipknot is one of the bands i really latched onto is the more metal part of new metal um that's that's the type of me- new metal that i really like um and you know they're they're one of the bands that tried to prevent new metal from being bubblegumized you know that poppy shit that came out afterwards um uh, and it worked to a degree. I mean, this is this this period of time, like the late '90s, early aughts, was the last time I remember like metal being this much in the social consciousness. You've never, I mean, it's never really gotten back there. I mean, it was in the '80s with like glam rock and a little bit of like speed metal and stuff like that. And then the '90s was all like alternative and grunge. And then like metal made a big comeback at the end of the decade. And I was like, it's the last time that's ever really happened. And that's cool for me as a metalhead. Like I, that's why I think why I have such fond memories of this time. Um, and I, I really think it's it's good for music overall when metal is at the forefront because it's so challenging to play and play it well. And there's a lot of different themes that people don't necessarily talk about. And it really kind of like informs music in a way that doesn't that no other form when it's at the forefront kind of does. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's just one of those albums that is so important to my own personal journey. Again, like last week, uh, it kind of, this is the, the, the album that sent me on like that darker path, wanting something heavier. It's like, once you hear the drums on this album, everything else kind of feels empty. If you don't get that same kind of weight from that, it's like, okay, well, this sucks now. <laughs> I need something heavier. I need something darker. I need more screaming. I need more heavy drums. Like, it's just great. Um, more, it, more, more. Uh, <laughs> I say, and I wrote, you know, for a budding teenage dirtbag, like they were perfect. Like they, I was, you know, I was, I, I wasn't a rebellious teen. I didn't really hate anything, but like there was times where like hormones got the best of me, and I got kind of shitty. You know what I mean? And this was the perfect kind of band for that. You know, they're a bunch of white kids from Iowa, and uh, you know, easy for a white kid from rural, rural Ohio to kind of connect with. So. Fuck me, I'm all out of enemies. Yeah, fuck me, I'm all out of enemies. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, and I wrote, you know, does it hold up after 20 plus years? We'll see. Uh, so. Um, I think it does. I think so too. I think. I mean, we'll get more into it than closing thoughts, but yeah, I think I think absolutely it does for a large part still hold up to me. For it being 22 years old. Yeah. 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 Um, so like we mentioned, uh, number one is the barcode song. Yeah. Um, here, I'll try to, I'll read the numbers just so people know. Okay. It's seven, four, two, six, one, seven, zero, 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 two, seven. Did I your, miss anything? Your car alarm is going off on the parking <laughs> lot. Uh, nope. You got it. Um, the sample is the, all the words say is the whole thing I think is sick and it's from a Charles Manson documentary. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it, it, it perfectly sets up the like horror, like 
there's different types of horror. Like there's universal monster horror. And then there's like really gross. The Hills Have Eyes, like saw like gross gory almost rob zombie-esque horror movies and that's exactly what this 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 album is and this is a perfect setup for it yeah and i think it's worth mentioning because i didn't know growing up what slipknot looked like on stage i just had heard their music oh, man. so like i always heard their music i'm like this kind of rocks and then i see videos of them I'm like that's them like they they look like a bunch of mike myers yeah, hugely controversial, man. Because I mean, they they sniffed a dead bird for like five years before, <laughs> and it was the same dead bird in this jar. And they said it like added to their momentum yeah, before a show. They're fucked, dude. Like just one look at them, you know, you can and like the one that always off put me the most was the fucking long nosed one because it's when it's on stage and he's head banging, it's like just bouncing up and down. It's, yeah, he it's, it's, off his nose. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so what strange. The, yeah, these guys are wild. So hearing a song. Or the opening being a Charles Manson clip gets you ready for knowing like a lot of this is going to get a little strange. Yeah. Uh, and then number two is sick. You want me to start? Yep. Cool. Um, good. Because I have an interesting fact about this. Um, when I looked at this song title, this didn't click to me until like I did this listen through. Um, the way it's written with SIC and um, brackets like that, that's a literary device that lets you know when you're quoting something in uh you know a paper or whatever that you're you're saying the quote including any grammatical or spelling or whatever it's the the raw quote not unedited that's what that means um so people won't say hey you're this is a grammatical error in this quote so it's just it's to denote that and what i think that means from a metaphorical standpoint for this song and why it's the opening track is it's Corey taylor saying to the world like hey we're here except with our flaws we're letting you know we are flawed. We are, but this is us. This is Slipknot, and this is a, the rawest form of Slipknot. If you like it or not, I don't fucking care. And I think that's really, really fucking clever to to write the title that way. Um, this you, song used to be called Slipknot too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that, that makes it even more apropos, you know. And I think it's really. Cl- I don't know if that's what they meant, but that seems to be pretty on the nose to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really, I, again, I've talked about clever writing all, all the time and that's super clever to me. And, and, you know, again, looking at, if you see the picture of the, the front cover of this album, you wouldn't necessarily expect them to be that, you know, intelligent with the way they named the song. So, um, really, really cool. Um, so yeah, again, um, this is Slipknot coming out and punching the world in the mouth, dude. This song just right away, just, I mean, again, the, again, I've talked about the drums a million times, but punches you right in the face right right out the go right at the jump um i love the here comes the pain and, and before they get back into the, like the chorus it's just a, a fucking raw kick-ass metal song and it's an amazing way to open an album especially for one that sounds like this does for the next 50 minutes so yeah that's all i got for that yeah i, I know we said this was new metal march but uh at the gate this feels almost like speed metal yeah it's very a lot of speed metal elements in this album uh the chug during i've just begun it's about that time gotta get mine is so fucking sick yes. i've just begun yeah, I don't, dude. <laughs> yeah just good good cadence good everything uh with this song and then uh they continue uh the chug during you can't kill me because i'm already inside you mm-hmm. like oh yeah you can't kill because i'm all red oh dude yeah ah! yeah we're gonna play this album as soon as this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh what a great opening track because every album we've done for new metal march has had like some intro song and mm-hmm. then straight into um 
a song like this and this song i think is the best of the openers oh, we've had yeah. so far by a large margin and uh, the song is so sick and definitely the darkest of the imagery that we're going to have i think this month maybe corn yeah. gets there but yeah, it's hard to top yeah corn's more about like jonathan davis's like personal darkness it's a different kind of darkness yeah this is more just like we're we're a fucking bunch of monsters on stage yeah their imagery is like t- it takes like innocuous things and makes them very very heavy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so the next one is eyeless yep uh it's got a sick intro where he's like rap screaming mm-hmm. which is new and uh it has so much momentum I really like the line, you can't see California without Marlon Brando's eyes. Yeah. And I read on Genius that uh, it was something a homeless man in California told Corey Taylor. And he overinterpreted it, I think. Yeah. Because he turned it into like a, a thought like, you know, you can't go to California without seeing celebrities or like California being a reflection of the celebrities yeah. or your life is going to be tragic in California like Marlon Brando's was. Which... Obviously, when I heard that line the first time, I was like, is he saying Marlon, Marlon Brando? And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, that's actually kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the the bridge where they go, boom. Yes. They really, like, slow it down. Uh, they bung down, as, as I wrote it. And uh, <laughs> the, the guitars is so much fun. Yeah. I don't even know the name for that, like. Is there a name for it? Yeah. So are you talking about towards the end of the song where they really slow down that in metal is that's called a breakdown. Okay. So I talk about it here that, so in my note, it's for gen in Gen Z terms, that's a drop, right? A beat Mm -hmm. drop, but metal's been doing this for fucking years. And I'm, I was so hyped. We've been listening to like metal ish albums for almost a month now. And to finally get a really good breakdown in a song, I was like, let's fucking go (laughs) dude. So yeah, in metal, it's called a breakdown. So, you know, you usually get somebody yelling motherfucker like they do and like motherfucker. And then the beat drops out and then it just, it's the same riff, just slowed down by degrees. And it's, oh, it's so good, dude. Breakdowns and metal are the coolest shit in the world. It almost makes you feel like a strobe light's going and it's like moving in slow motion. Yes, exactly. The way I describe it is, you know, a breakdown is what happens when, a metal song slows down so they can throw slow motion haymakers at your face. That's exactly, and you can't do anything about it but just fucking take them. It's like in a fight scene where there's somebody, they slow it down. It's like 300 where you they slow it down and you see that fucking shit coming right for your face and you can't avoid it. It's like Sherlock Holmes where he's like, I'm going to break his neck by punching him in the jejunum. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, <laughs> time of death, <laughs> 203. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's it's a breakdown. It's, okay. Yeah. Um, I listened to Metalcore in the, 2010 so you know what a breakdown is yeah uh the outro kind of feels unnecessary when he's singing soft yeah but then it kicks right into the boom at the very end which is breakdown but i'm gonna keep calling it the bone because that's what i wrote it as i like it (laughs) but um it ends with the breakdown and i'm like okay let's mosh again like you think the song is like slowly going out and then it just like kicks back Mm -hmm. up this song is fucking there's a good stretch of songs here that are just straight up badass the first like seven songs on this album are just are Chef's kiss. Would you call them neck breakers? Neck breakers, man. They're absolute <laughs> fucking neck breakers because that's that's what they do. They, you bang your head so fucking hard, you break your neck. Mm-hmm. Your C5 separates from your C4 and you're done. Um, that's vertebrae. We're talking here. <laughs> we're talking vertebrae, people. We're, we're talking vertebrae. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, are you? was that it that you yeah. had? Yeah, so I, I pretty much covered everything I wanted to except for the drums because uh, this... It's it's a way more chaotic song. 
than the last one. And I wrote, it kind of beats you up like the Vortex did right before they tore it down. You know, you would get off the Vortex feeling like you got in a fucking fist fight. Um, and it, but it was cool. Like, you, you still enjoyed the experience, but you, you paid the price for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of what Eyeless does. It's very chaotic. It's all over the place. Um, but the drums, man. Like, just the fact that they can syncopate up with um, Jay, who is their main drummer, who is fucking incredible in his own right, dude. The way he plays drums is nutsy cuckoo. But then to have two other like additional percussionists that play just like big drums and to time that all up and to give it like that super, super heavy sound, it's just so impressive. And it's like, yeah, you can say this is an album, but go watch them play live. It still sounds great. So that's really all I have to say about that. Um, I feel like I'm getting all the good ones here. You are? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. getting Wait and Bleed. Um, yeah. Wait and Bleed is next. If you don't know, so if there's there's a few tracks that if you don't know any other Slipknot songs, this is probably one of the Slipknot songs that you've heard before. Um, that may not you may not realize that there was a Slipknot song. You know, it's just one of those things that was so ubiquitous at the time that you know it was everywhere. So um, again, Jay Weinberg, the main percussionist, um, they stand out immediately, dude. And uh, the, yeah, I said they really they drive your neck into a full blown snapping mode. <laughs> So if we weren't too far away from me talking about snapping your neck, um, this is like the first time you really get kind of some new metal touches. Um, I mean, we've had, uh, there's a turntable list on every track, um, but Corey's, it's not rapping, but it's a very rhythmic delivery of his lines here. And it's far more radio friendly than the rest of the album is. I think this is probably their most radio friendly song on the album. Cause it sounds kind of like a later Slipknot that got a lot of radio play, a little bit of stone sour with Corey's like a side project. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this song was nominated for best metal performance. Yes. In and they lost to the Deftones who, I've, Freaking ta- Deftones. who I've talked about a lot this yeah. month, but we're not going to talk about in depth. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, lyrically, it's about, I think it's about a guy dreaming about slitting his wrists, but he can't quite separate the dream from the memory. I mean, that's an actual lyric from the song. Is this a dream or a memory? And uh, yeah, it's pretty dark. I mean, it's about a guy dreaming about committing suicide, but maybe actually doing it because he's in a, this kind of in-between, he's like waiting and bleeding. Like, am I am I dying currently or am I still dreaming? So, it kind of reminded me of Inception where like yeah. um, Mauve, his wife, he like to get her out of inception. He had to like incept a thing in her mind, and then like she couldn't discern reality anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of what this reminds me of. Like, yeah, he's longing to like cut his wrists and end it all. And then one day he wakes up, and it kind of already did. Mm-hmm. It's a cool song. It definitely makes you for a song that won a, that was nominated for a Grammy. It's <laughs> got a lot more depth to it than most. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the clean vocals. In this yeah, song. I don't. I don't like Corey Taylor's clean vocals, which is sh- sh- shitty because that's what he ended up doing. Whatever. Yeah. Um, as a whole, maybe he cleaned it up a little bit better, uh, but this is a first album for him, and the the, co- the chorus of the song is, is meh to me, Yeah. but I think um, the screams he does in this song really kill it. Yeah. And that's all I had really for Cool. Him. Yeah. Surfacing. Surfacing. Um, the first song you can really s- start to notice the turntables, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, they've been in the bed of every song. Um this song is like, oh, so maybe this isn't just a breakneck metal album. It's going to add some fun elements, mm-hmm. um, but it still fucking breaks. Oh, dude. yeah, dude. Surfing is one of my favorites, maybe my second or third favorite. Yeah, it's up there for me as well. Um, 
It's said to be written for kids as their new national anthem. Yeah, I wrote that too. They, <laughs> they declared that on stage one time. They're like, this is your new national anthem. <laughs> Which is awesome yeah, because it is, it's got a great theme for, for a kid's national anthem. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry about anyone else. Fuck everyone else. Do what you want. Focus on yourself. Yeah. And be yourself. And by kids, we mean like, you know, the the teens and tweens that were listening to it like me. So it's not like for, it's not like Cocoa Melon shit where it's like for three-year-olds. <laughs> this is for like, this is about youth culture, not yeah. not babies <laughs> yeah play this for your child while they're in the stroller <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah tur- the turntables were pretty sick of this song i think mm-hmm. um but surf sing is yeah one of my top two or three yeah and uh, yeah so for me like that opening guitar riff is one of the most like iconic things about this era for me i just as soon as i hear that i'm like oh fuck yes let's go and you know add that in with jay firing in just fucking gatling gun drums here and there and it's just like it's so so good man and it's it's i get it like there's a lot of people that would listen to this and not get it but for me as a metalhead like there's a lot of fuck especially the drumming this is this is a great metal drumming from top to bottom in this album and so just listen i always that's one of the things i always tell people when i try to get them to listen to metal too is like listen to the drums listen to how unique and how difficult these drum parts are and that you you'll learn you'll get a different understanding of why metal is fucking awesome mm-hmm. um but yeah i said you know the gatling guns firing interspersed you know you're dead before the song even really begins <laughs> so they're just fucking waving your dead corpse as a new national flag you know what better lyrics for a new national anthem than fuck it all. Fuck this world. Fuck everything that you stand for. Don't belong. Don't exist. Don't give a shit. Don't you fucking judge me. That shit as a 12 year old little dirt bag. I was like, yeah, sign me up. I'm ready to join Slipnotopia. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, I fucking just scooped that shit right, right into my mouth. Like the F word is seen as like, I think more widely accepted but in 1999, that's a lot of fucks. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've come a long way in 20 years. So, yeah. Um, you got anything else for? No. For surfacing? So, spit it out, huh? Spit it out. Spit it out. Um, yeah. So, this, <laughs> this song has either been dubbed by the fans or by the band or maybe both as the crazy test. Because of the way that the fans and band interact with each other when they play this song live. And it makes total fucking sense with this song. Because this is song is... This song is, you know, break stuff we talked about last week being made for moshing. This entire album is made for moshing. And this song in particular would be a particularly great song to mosh to. Uh, it's just... Corey finally starts rapping here. So we can finally call this officially a new metal album. So that's good. We met our requirements we for New Metal March. Six, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a, you know, it's, lyrically it's a pretty straight song about um, beating up people or just straight up killing them. Um, you know... Time to get you with the chrome straight to the dome. I mean, that's pretty. There's no two. There's no two ways about that. That's just killing somebody. Um, and you know, and when I wrote, when a hick from Iowa and his posse make death threats, you listen. <laughs> that's really all you got to <laughs> yeah. say about this dude. Uh, lyrically, again, it's just it's 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 a tough guy song. It's me again. It's about beating people up, but it's just the way this song makes me feel when I listen to it. It, it just it takes all the anger I currently have inside me at any point and just fucking eviscerates it because they have so much anger for it i'm like all right cool i'm not as angry as this i'm guy. not as angry as this guy and it's like <laughs> that's again i've talked about it before metal makes me happy like oh why are you so angry you listen to metal no like metal is a way to get aggression out without you know going and fucking killing somebody you know what i mean it's it's all that aggression is there for you to kind of pour into listening to that music and that's what spit it out is to me and it's just it's so so fucking good man i know i i I texted you and I said, I'm just going to 
contradict myself all of new metal march yeah. this is my favorite new metal song but yeah this song does something that uh Southtown was unable to and i think it's just like add some cool elements to it but still be neckbreaker. like Southtown yeah. was just kind of a straight up rock song and this is fucking new metal there's turntables there's distorted guitars there's rapping like all of it is just it's it culminates into this like really cool it's a fucking crazy test dude yeah, it is. it's appropriately named and uh i like the the little tidbit i found that this was re-recorded a bunch of times in studio but they end up using the demo version for the album that's dope so you can't even really tell there's no like production it's mixed, mixed super well i mean you can't tell and fuck me i'm all out of enemies i know i've already said it but i'm probably gonna keep I'm all out of enemies it just it melts my fucking face off. You know what I love about this too? At the end of that, when he's done with that little like just scream fast, he's a fuck me. I'm all out of enemies. But it gets right back into the main theme. It's oh, it's so good, dude. Like there, like this is a really really good, well written metal album just from just musically. Um, yeah, and I, I I think I text you like I'm just gonna keep contradicting myself until yeah. <laughs> until new metal march. And you know over. what? I, and I, what did I? I told you like, hey, that's fine, dude. Like you're allowed <laughs> to change your mind. As you discover more things, like, yeah, this was your favorite until I met this. And, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Uh, so, yeah, next one is Tattered and Torn. Mm-hmm. This one's me in it. Yes. This seems like a really extensively long interlude. <laughs> um, that becomes sort of a theme from here on out. I could definitely live without this song. Yeah. Um, the distortion becomes, like, cumbersome, and I'm ready for the song to be over after, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. I don't know how you feel, but I, I read that um, Clown wrote this song. Doesn't really change anything for me because yeah. it's kind of simple. But you know, tattered and torn. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you know, it. I said it slowed down certainly, but not in the sense that we normally talk about, where it's like, uh, this is a very tense. Like this is like a murderer stalking you through your house with a knife that's about to stab you. My dogs were stressed listening to this album. <laughs> yeah, this is a stressful <laughs> album for sure. This is not. A, Side. This is a little sidebar, completely unrelated. But apparently, there's a Spotify for pets. Really? Yeah, and you can you look at you know you look it up. Uh, you can talk, put in what kind of dog you have, what their stress level is, and it'll populate a playlist for you. Anyway, um, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a slowed down song, but it's absolutely not a palate cleanser. I think what this does is kind of what a lot of what Limp Bizkit did last week with their interludes. It just kind of served to kind of hold the roof on this bubble that they have you in in this kind of horror thriller suspenseful you're about to die i'm gonna rip your fucking face off kind it of it feels thing. like the opening credits to a horror movie or something yeah. yeah i wrote it makes me feel like i'm in the hills have eyes like it's got that kind of just gross kind of skeezy scabby feel to it and uh and again the, the scream tracks are too much yeah. um Again, Raise I, your hand if you've been personally victimized by tattered and torn. Yeah. But I, I, I read online that uh, they actually have like a clothing line called Tattered and Torn now. Okay. So you know tidbits. It's, it's, that's a, bit, all I, it's a bit much. That's all I've got. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a tone piece to remind you that you're in a horror film. That's yeah. really what this this song is about for me. Um, I think it's worth mentioning before we get into track eight that there used to be two other tracks. Yeah, so maybe that's what it was talking about. But so because we were before we started recording, I was like, "Hey, which version did you listen to?" Because there was a remastered version in you know twenty two thousand nine, and I think it added some of those tracks back in. Yeah, and those songs were called "Frail Limb Nursery" and "Purity," and yes. they were taken off because 
it was un they like wrote a song a couple songs about someone that was like buried alive and they weren't sure if it was real or not so for like sensitivity to the family or whatever they they took it off but it turns out it was fake so they yeah. put it back on yeah cool <laughs> <laughs> um, but they already sampled charles manson so yeah so you know whatever i mean i get it like th- there's a there's a line between you have to understand like what you can show that is morally correct versus what is art. You know what I mean? You can, art can be whatever the fuck you want it to be, but is it morally right to make that art? That's a whole nother, like that's an entire like philosophical discussion we could have. We could do a whole podcast on that. Um, so you have me inside next. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, me inside. I said, fuck me, kill me with double bass, Jay. Just fucking just (laughs) pound me in the chest until I'm dead with that double bass because that's, (laughs) The song is fucking nuts, dude. The drums are, I mean, the drums are crazy. I mean, the, I just remember talking with my buddies about uh, just the drums in the song at, at, at length because it was unlike anything we had ever heard before. I mean, we were still 11 and 12 years old when the shit was coming out. So, like I said, I was listening to fucking Sugar Ray still. Like, <laughs> So, this is very, very different, very far removed from 1492 as an album. Let me tell you that much. Um we're right back into the aggression from the early album um but something about this song feels kind of whiny like once he starts doing his vocals it's kind of whiny and it's almost it takes me out of how cool the drumming is i mean i never get too far away from that i mean i could jerk off to these drums you know what <laughs> and I, mean? I have and i and i have and i will again um <laughs> it just really feels it, it feels a bit too much cringe for this this would be a better like i mean it's not a stone sour song but this is tonally and lyrically, this is more of like a stone sour. Like this is Corey's like soft vocals. I honestly had this is one of the few times you and I almost had the same exact notes. <laughs> what? Um, I'm, I said something that just seems off about this yeah. song. I'm not a, a sure what it, exactly I don't like, but like I mentioned before, I don't really care for the clean vocals, and the clean chorus is just ah, it's all right. It's all right. But the song overall is chaos, and I think that has to do with the drums. Which I like the chaos, but at the same time, <laughs> I do like the Spanish line he he throws in. Yeah, there. sure. It like makes you Google it. Uh, <laughs> we're ugly and we stink, but we rain everything, fucker. <laughs> Love it. It's so cringe, dude. <laughs> it's so cringe because this is like you those know are, those guys stink too. Oh like, yeah, they stink like shit, dude. They, just look at them. They're wearing big ass heavy outfits in the middle of summer. Like they did a lot of tours in the summer. Like, Let me ask you something. Stink. How much money would you have to? be paid to smell the inside of one of those masks oh boy i mean i'll do a lot of stuff for a lot for a very little bit amount of money i mean 10 bucks what just to sniff it but i won't do that (laughs) if i just have to take a big huff like yeah 10 bucks would be fine that is a chipotle burrito and chips and guac okay yeah that's a meal you're right okay i'm in i'll do 10 bucks too (laughs) to lick it then Ah. we're we're talking a little like 50 yeah you'd have to find out if you're up to date on tetanus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's levels to this but i'll do a lot for a little let's okay. just say that um the next one number nine is liberate uh mm-hmm. the turntables are back yeah boy it like it jumps right out of the gate with turntables and it feels like new metal again mm-hmm. we, we lost our way a little bit but we're back um and it's one of the times i really enjoy Corey's clean vocals and i think it's because it's not him necessarily singing it's kind of like singing but rapping but a little more aggression and um the chorus is really in sync from the guitars, the vocals, the oh, drums. Man. And, you know, me and, me and Kev just would gush over that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And especially for this being a first album, you wouldn't expect them to be this in tune together. 
But um, again, keep in mind, this is nine people being this in sync. That's nuts. There's a lot of bands that can't do it with four people. This is nine people. You're right. Yeah, Liberate My Madness is what I wrote because this song had me all... Like, this is track nine and we're, I'm back in. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so normally we get the lull after like song 10 and we, we're still going to get to another lull later, but to, to get me all the way back in at track nine is pretty great. Yeah, it's 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 funny how much our notes line up here because I said almost the exact same thing. It's like it's a mid-late album track that manages to snap you back to attention, which is more than we can say for the last two albums. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, and as, you know, I wrote, this song really doesn't grab me until the chorus, which basically is a completely different song from the rest of the song. It's just, it's almost, it feels almost like kind of like a grind core. Um, like where it's just very syncopated and very like very punchy and like it's 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 got a really cool chug to it and it's 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 so you're like yeah this song is whatever and then it's like oh shit what the fuck happened did I did I did my album skip like what <laughs> this isn't the same song <laughs> this is not the same song and it's really cool it's it, it, it it's not a great track but it's super fucking interesting for the way that they uh, wrote it. And uh, yeah, you, you can't help but sit up in your in your chair and just kind of like try to figure out what the fuck. Why did you do this? Why did you make it this way? Why did you go from just really new metal to something completely different and then back into the new metal? It's 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 fascinating. Normally, like when something's that disjointed, I'm not a fan of it. But the musicianship here, like again, it's nine people and it doesn't sound like shit. That's that in and of itself is a uh, is a monumental achievement. Mm hmm. Uh, oh yeah, so it's me. Sorry, yeah. prosthetics is next. If in case you're wondering, <laughs> I said there's a very clear Halloween move. The movie Halloween inspired uh, theme to the extended intro here. The guitar is very reminiscent of the Michael Myers theme. Um, is it Michael Myers? Or am I getting that wrong? Uh, from Halloween, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like the that's what it sounds. I may be getting my theme. I'm pretty sure it's the the Halloween theme. Um, and it sounds very reminiscent of. It's not the same, but it's very close. Um, which is, and honestly, the the intro is my only part I like about this song. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, outside of the outside of Jay fucking the drums up, like I mean, it's just a minimalistic mess in my opinion. Once like, once the intro's over, um, it it fits thematically, but it's a skip track for me. It's yeah. just not something I remember ever listening to. Probably for that reason. Like I remember the the cool like Halloween horror movie th- aesthetic to the beginning, but no, I don't remember anything else about it. Yeah, I, I looked it up, and this is um, based on the 1965 horror movie The Collector, okay. which I think they remade recently, uh, where a man collects butterflies and humans. A good combo. As you do. <laughs> um, damn it. I was just about to compliment this album for not having an excessively long song. And here we have one. I literally was about to type like, well, thank God all these songs are like three minutes long. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We've got a nine minute track coming up. soon. Oh, it doesn't seem to fit the album, but it felt like they were trying to do what most be- metal bands do. Like, Hey, let's do a song where we explain the plot to an obscure horror movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, I mean, that's a very metal thing to do. <laughs> um, can't hate on the guy. This album's 22 years old, so yeah. you know I'm not going to poke too much fun at it, but it's a skip track for me as well. Yeah, like, it's a definite it's, skip. It's fun. It's got some anecdotes. We're going to move on to No Life. Yeah. Um, no Life is fucking killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey's rapping in this song is killer, and this is my palate cleanser at yeah. track 11. Um, track 10, but this song... It fucks. Yes. Um, this is what new metal should be, and I think I'm gonna say it. I think it's 
Nope, I'm not gonna say it. Corey singing in the bridge. <laughs> the Corey singing in the bridge kind of brings it down for me, yeah. but this is like ninety five percent perfect in terms of new metal. I find it fascinating that you don't like his clean vocals because I, I enjoy. I think he's got a good voice. When I hear it, I'm like, uh, take me out. Yeah, this isn't Slipknot. I get it, but I, it's I don't know. I just find that fascinating. I, it's just like it's kind of like when you hear like a screamo band and then like they have like a really high-pitched singer and you're like <laughs> what Ewey, <laughs> get that out of my my music <laughs> i can't wait for you to listen to attack attack and you'll know exactly because sure. i'm gonna contradict myself in that way but like his singing just doesn't fit the music no i i, I totally get it because like, i kind of i feel where you're coming from because i know where Corey's career went after this and it pisses me off yeah <laughs> so so yeah as soon as i hear his singing i'm like i like make a face but then the, his screaming is so good that it's hard to be yeah. mad at him. He's got a great metal voice because I, I talk about it. I've talked about it with uh, Death Clock and I've talked about it with Gojira when I've brought them up. There's a difference between just going on a track and then singing like growling tonally, like putting a fry scream over a, like a really good, clean vocal. There's That's the healthy way to do it. Like mm-hmm. so you don't de- fucking destroy your vocal cords. So I like that. I, I think I like it from a just a pure... Um, vocalist standpoint that he shows he can do these growls and then sing clean as well. It lets me know that, hey, you know, you're doing this the right way and you can actually add tone to your growls, which I, is, is so much more enjoyable to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, were you, were you finished? Okay. No um, yeah, I said, he says another true metal. This is another true new metal track for me, which makes it feel a lot less like we cheated the system picking this album. So <laughs> that was why I was like, whew, okay. Right, so we, we, we this is a new metal album. There's some new metal tracks on here. Um, and then my next immediate note was Corey Taylor is greater than Fred Durst in every single way. <laughs> uh, his rhymes are still kind of whack. I mean, they're not great lyrically, but they're better than Fred's. And uh, he's just a better, he's just a better rapper. And I think the difference between the two is that Corey doesn't pretend to be a rapper. He's a he's a metal vocalist that has the chops to be able to rap. Fred Durst wants to be a rapper, but is in a new metal band. So there's that's that's the difference. Is like he can rap, but that's not what he does. So it doesn't it doesn't feel as cheesy or as forced. So yeah. it's just like oh cool, he's got another skill that is you know passable. Um, and I think this is this kind of goes by the wayside after this album, like. Yeah, they they become less new metal, more kind of like um, it's not butt rock. I call it butt metal because <laughs> like new metal kind of blends into butt rock, which kind of there's a lot of kind of metal bands that went kind of soft. Like Slipknot is still really good for the next couple. Like Iowa is a great fucking album. A lot of people hated it because it was really hard and heavy. Um, but you know, there's Vermilion, which is a song everybody knows. They did a heavier version and a soft version. And uh, but yeah, this this kind of sound kind of melts away slowly with Slipknot. Yeah, and I think that's that's okay because, yeah. like we said, it's indicative of the times, and they're a band that's still making music. So yeah, growth is fine. Like I really like their first three or four albums. Like they're different, but it's you know, and they're not as heavy necessarily, but they're still good. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, to, to continue on, like I love the like contrary to you, I love the bridge because um, he he slowly adds a growl as he gets in, and then. Uh, and it just goes in this really, really just snippet of an instrumental field that's just fucking wild. And it's so really good, good, dude. It's so, so good. I'm like, and that's just, 
I just was like, oh, yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's the cleanest definition I can think of is an instrumental fill because <laughs> that's what it is. It's guitars, drums, everything, just going nuts. But it sounds awesome. Um, and as you know, I didn't remember this song when I listened to it back. You know, I listened to this album when I was a kid, and I haven't really listened to it a whole lot since. Um, so this was like a tasty little fucking morsel for me. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, a new Slipknot song that I don't remember. <laughs> Let's fucking go. It's new to me. Um, so yeah, this was awesome. This was an awesome song for me to kind of discover this week as I listened through it again. And like, yeah, I got you fucking again. It's what is this track eleven? Right? Yeah. Crazy. Most albums are over. <laughs> We've got four more songs still. So <laughs> the fact that I'm this excited about a song this late in an album is is bonkers to me. Um. So yeah, if we're if you're ready to move on, yeah. um, we'll go into diluted. Um, this track I do remember for nothing for nothing else other than the creepy ass sound at the end of the intro. It's like a heavily modulated dragging of the pick across some part of the part of the guitar, and it's just really kind of a ghoulish noise. And again, it fits this horror aesthetic that they're going for. Um, it's a good, solid track. You know, I could bang my head to it, and that's all you really need this far into a metal album. Mm-hmm. Like you're not looking for anything other than to just continue that good feeling that you have. Um, I can, you know, I can't say, and again, I'm going to mention the drums again because Jay and the rhythms, Jay and companies, as I'll call them, they just, they kill it, man. Every single song is a clinic in drumming. And you know, if you don't leave, you don't want to listen to this album for anything else, you know, find, I'm sure there's somewhere out there where somebody just isolated all the drum tracks. Just listen to the drum tracks. Dude, <laughs> the, the last 30 seconds, yeah. the drums Ugh. just take over. Yeah. You, you might as well just mute the rest of the band for the last 30 seconds. Um, the song is about self-loathing and like you said, it's, it's okay, but I really love the line. I haven't got time for the living. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, it's the only song from the album to never be played live. And I think interesting because it's supposed to be a very personal song. Yeah. Corey Taylor. Um, but yeah, a fun little tidbit for song 12. Well, a little tidbit, a little tidbit in your dark metal uh, this album. This is the most tidbits I've had. <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, Track number thirteen is only one. Uh, it's another Corey's rap song for the first chorus, for the all the way up to the first chorus. It's a, a a fun song, but at this point in the album, at track thirteen, there's nothing new being experimented with. It feels like a slowed down metal track for them, which is fun. Do you disagree? No, it's it, it, ex- again almost exactly the same exact <laughs> notes. Uh, the second half, the second half of the album, I think they just told the drummers go the fuck off, and they were like, <laughs> "Say less," uh, because if if you're gonna listen to the last four or five tracks of this album, do it for the drums, like Kevin mm-hmm. said. Um, the drum fill before the last chorus is slapping. Yeah, dude. Um, I, it's not this song. I think there's a double kick drum fill where it's just like mayhem, mm-hmm. just straight up mayhem. Uh, supposedly, the song is about the beef between Slipknot and Mushroomhead. Um, yeah, which is bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I'll I can I'll talk out and get into that. Okay, and that yeah, that was that was all I had. But yeah, the the, the drums they they be slapping. <laughs> they be slapping. <laughs> they be slapping. Good job, Jay. You be slapping, bud. Um, yeah. Um, only one of us walks away. Is some fake tough guy bullshit. And the, the here's the thing: I'm a huge Mushroomhead fan. Having listened to both of these bands a lot. Um, Mushroom Head is completely different from Slipknot. They don't even make the same kind of music. Um, Mushroom Head is very kind of like industrial prog metal. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of rapping here and there, but it's like there's the same beef between like Faith No More and Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're not even the same fucking band. You know what I mean? 
but like uh, there's just this made up beef between um, I forget the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers but he hated Faith No More because he thought they were jacking their style they came out around the same time shit happens you know people have the same influences so music's gonna sound some, sometimes the same mm-hmm. and so it's just this fake made up bullshit beef Mushroom Head I like Mushroom Head way more than I do Slipknot I think they were way more creative for their first like a lot of their demos they had one like big studio album and then they kind of shit happened and they kind of dissolved and guys left and came back and whatever but Mushroom Head is a completely different band so the fact that Slipknot wanted to make this beef and like I feel like it was very media generated too and like the metal media like everybody's like oh they both wear masks they both have very large ensembles but they don't yes on the surface they look like they're competing but at the same time they're not making the same kind of metal there's very 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 different bands so anyway getting back to the song itself um I said I'm, I feel like I'm going to judge this song unfairly at this point because we know at this point we know what Slipknot's about. We know what their sound is like. It's a pretty lengthy album. Um, it's 50 minutes long, but it's 15 tracks, so it's like there's a lot to digest here. Um, so and I, you know, any of the last three tracks could go, and I necessarily wouldn't miss them. Um, this one is the one I would probably get rid of for that like fake tough guy. Only one of us walks away line. It feels very kind of like five finger death punchy. Um, where it's like, yeah, this is a cool sound, but it's like, yeah, you're kind of dumb. <laughs> like I judge people when they tell me they like five of their death, like really like five finger death punch. Cause I get it. Like I understand why you like them, but come on, there's better shit out there. <laughs> um, so, and this is probably one of the ones I would have cut here. Yeah, um, definitely. so yeah, I don't know if you like five finger death punch. No, okay. I, I had a comment. It was just too mean, you know. For the listeners out there that might like Five Finger Death Punch, <laughs> take your bedazzled shirts and go home. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, then I said it. I don't know. You know, you know what? You, whatever. Everybody likes what they like. I have yeah. my own opinion. You have your own opinion. Yeah. If you like Five Finger Death Punch, you know what? Have fun with your, your bedazzled tees, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, that's all I have about that. Um, it's fine. Mm. Again, but the, the beef is fucking stupid. Yeah. So, um, we're moving into scissors. Uh, kill me. <laughs> this song sucks, dude. It sucks it's so nine bad. minutes long. This was the first time I felt like I did last week with Limp Biscuit. Like they're really putting me out here. Yeah. And yeah this- again, you, I loved your line last week where it's like, you've already asked for enough of my time. <laughs> this is, this is a pretty big ask here. Slipknot. It's just, it's just, uh, the song, like, there's no lyrics until like two and a half minutes in. Um, and when the song does start, it really sucks. I mean, like, again, outside of the rhythm rhythm section, there was actually a part, like, I don't know, four minutes in where I, like, when I was listening to it with my headphones, I st- stood up and went, ugh, just because it was like, it was so different and cool. And it's like, oh, man. And it's, I just, <laughs> it feels so wasted on this track. Um, there isn't much here to stand out other than the runtime. Yeah, in- fucking eight minute song. <laughs> I, you better have something extraordinary to say. It better not just be some last track. And I get this like, this was the last song, and they end up having like a, a hidden track at the end. And there's like a dude puking from watching porn at the yeah. end of this. Like, okay, whatever. Uh, everything about this song can go. <laughs> I think. He, I think it's. I don't know. It's. I think it's scissors because they figured out like dragging your drums across like your snare drums kind of sounds like scissors. Sorry. That's cool. <laughs> Making an interlude. This didn't need to be an eight-minute track. Yeah. The one time I was like, hell yeah, was 
biding my time until the time is right. Yeah. Cool. And then the time is now, I think is what they say later, but yeah. cool. But then again, an eight minute song I'll probably never listen to again. <laughs> yeah, this song sucked, dude. Um the next song, which is a hidden track, but we included it anyway, mm-hmm. is Eeyore. And it's a secret track, and I secretly wish this was the last song. Yes, me too. Um because it's back to speed metal. It feels like hey, this song isn't going to make the album, so we might as well just fucking cut loose. Yep. And it sounds more progressive than the rest of the album. It kind of sounds like maybe something they recorded afterwards and they were like, hey, we've got this song. We're just going to throw it in as like a bonus. It sounds like mid-2000s Slipknot uh, that we all know. And the oh, this is the double kick fill. Yes. The double kick fill at minute 120. Everyone go oh, listen to it. Yes. Come back. Oh. It's so sick. Um, makes me want to pick up drums, but I know that I'll never be as good at anything as they are at drums. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was going through it, listening to that. Uh, this song is supposed to be about a big, tall, blonde asshole who was a dickhead when he was moshing. <laughs> so it's basically just calling a dude out that's moshing like an asshole. Yeah. And it's, it's a very aggressive song to one dude in the, in the stands. <laughs> that's so fucking cool. <laughs> Uh, but it's such a better ending than Scissors. Like this yeah. is this is exactly what I needed to finish yeah. the album. Yeah, I said drums. Get the fuck out of here, dude. What the fuck else did you think I was going to talk about? It's just it's <laughs> it, it, I, I mean, you say speed metal, but it's really more thrash. Like thrash is a very very aggressive, very fast, very kind of cacophonous kind of metal. Mm-hmm. It, <clears throat> excuse me. It's usually not my thing, but I would take anything. Feels great after Scissors. You could. Stick my dick with a hot poker, and I'd prefer it over scissors. Um, <laughs> this is this is much more enjoyable than that. It's got a two minute and forty seven runtime, so which is far more preferable than um, infinity minutes from scissors. Uh, it's but really only it's really truly only one hundred minute and fifty minutes seconds long because the last like minute is kind of chaotic and mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird. Um, and it, it's. I, you know, you could say this is intentional, but it feels just like these masked maniacs didn't know how to end this, an album. <laughs> so, and you're right, like you said, it's a bonus track, so who cares? Who cares? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 fucking awesome, man. Like the, again, we've I beat it to death. I've said drums a thousand times. That's the drinking game for this this episode. Anytime me and Dylan talk about rhythm section or drums, or I say Jay, take a drink. You're yep. gonna die. Yep. You Which just is probably, got over your St. Paddy's Day hangover. Welcome back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Little hair of the dog. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, it's a, it would. You're right. It would have been a much better ending track. It's just a flurry of madness at the end of a pretty crazy album. So yeah, perfect. Way better. Way better ender. Oh yeah. You want to get into closing thoughts? Yeah. You want me to go? Sure. Okay. My, mine are pretty quick and to the point. Um, I had minimal knowledge of this album. Sure. I knew. I like Slipknot, and I knew I liked some of the songs, but this this album was so much fun, especially after last week where I wasn't a hundred percent into it. Yeah, like as as soon as you left, as soon as I left, we both put this on and we both texted each other like, "Hell yeah!" Like <laughs> yes, this, this is, is so much better. <laughs> after listening to Pod and then Limp Bizkit, we're kind of like, "Okay, maybe new metal kind of sucks." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it does. I mean, largely, <laughs> and I think that's kind of the point. But this was like it was a a palate cleanser in itself. Yeah, just like. God, music's so cool, dude. Like, and this is just an album. This is a uh, thesis of the show. Yeah, music is so cool. Yeah. But this is such a fun album to just like discover some some nooks and crannies of an album that is pretty extensive, but 
for the most part, a lot of fun. Yeah, they're interesting dudes. I mean, like their whole story is super interesting. And, you know, I, Dylan was watching a documentary, came out in 2020, I think, a yeah. BBC documentary that I didn't know existed. But, yeah, if you if you don't know a whole lot about these dudes, they're really interesting. Um, they're a lot more intelligent than they would lead you to believe. Um, and I kind of, you know, I already touched on that with the first album or the first song on the album, you know, just that's a depth that you don't really see. Um, that's and So it's pretty cool. I mean, they're interesting dudes for sure. Um, for me, um, what this album did for me at a time in my life where I was just, just starting to really branch out in music is it made me really long for a heavier sound. Um, there was this album, there was the Sepultura Roots album. Um, and this has led me to bands like Demo Borgir later, like very soon after this, like in high school, like legitimate, like metal from hell. <laughs> <laughs> so um it, it was, was a pretty slip quick slippery slope for me from these bands into just some real dark shit and um yeah you can always have the appreciation for the bands that got you there yeah that's how a day to remember is for me like they weren't great but they got me into metal so yeah yeah and i still do i i still like these bands i even still like limb biscuit like there's some there's some songs from that album that i still really like like break stuff i love that song mm-hmm. it's just a stupid fucking song but i love it um but yeah, so that's what this this album did to me. I talked about it earlier. It's like once you hear something so fucking massive, like this album is. This album is massive. It's a wall of sound that you have to listen to. You have no choice once you put this song on other than to just be fucking smacked in the face with it. And it's it's so cool. It's fucking it's sonically it's 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 getting in a fight, man, and it's awesome. It's it's it never lets up and it really made me appreciate what metal could be because there's a lot of really like deep metal shit in here but it's not quite the metal that a lot of people would really say oh yeah this is fucking metal Mm -hmm. so uh yeah but you know i thought we're gonna do corn next week i'll talk about that in a second uh and dave silvera another great drummer he but i love him for a different reason than i do jay because jay really introduced me to what metal drumming could be you know, you listen to guys like Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater and the way he plays drums, and it's just fucking mind-bending, dude. The, the shit that these people can do on drums, is, is, is it melts my brain to even look at the people doing this shit. So, yeah. So, again, this is a really important album in my life. I'm glad you picked it. Uh, I feel like I kind of led, again, led you down this path a little bit. You were really pushing hybrid theory. <laughs> you and Ben both. Yeah. So, I it mean, was kind of like a, I don't want to do it just because... At some point, I want to do the Jay Z Lincoln Park mashup, and that's oh, okay. basically all of Hybrid Theory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and again, I think it's better that we didn't because Hybrid Theory is kind of that poppy version of it's the more it's more new than metal. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad we were gonna be on the back end of this album, uh, month talking more about the metal side of new metal, mm-hmm. and Corn is like the perfect mix of the two. Current Corn is the quintessential new metal band to me. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been my favorite listen so far this month by a large margin. Um, and I st- this album still holds up. To answer my initial question, it still holds up, even though I've kind of grown away from it um, f- as far as what I listen to on a normal basis. Yeah. So you're not mad when it comes on. No, certainly not, um, dude. As soon as I that as soon as six started up, I was like, let's fucking go. <laughs> let's go. I can't fucking wait to listen to this album. So which uh, which corn album are you picking? So I decided on Issues, which I believe, again, was released in 1999 or 98. It might have been one of the... It's one of the two. Again, I hope it was 99. Yeah, I think, I think it was 99. It might have been 98 because I believe Fall the Leader was 97, and I think they released Issues very shortly after that. Um, 
issues was 1999. Let's go. <laughs> um, old eighth grade me is just, that's what we're talking about for the yeah. last month. This should have been Kevin's eighth grade playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah. So it's, um, corn, corn, I, the reason I chose issues instead of um, follow the leader is because, well, follow the leader is incredible. It's a great album. Like got the life. Um, oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. There's just so many good songs that start that album. Mm-hmm. There's there's not a better five song start. No, I don't want to say that, but it's a great five song start to that album, but it takes a very long lull to the end of the album. And it's got my favorite bonus track of all time, which is just their their guitarist gets really drunk and sings Low Rider. But it's a really cool, like chunky corn version of Low Rider, and it's it's awesome. Um, they also do. They also remake the um, song from Up and Smoke with Cheech Cheech Marin. Like Cheech Marin comes on and sings his part, and they do like a corn cover of it. It's no fucking way. great. We'll listen to it after this because it's awesome. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of like set pieces that I want to talk about. Fall Leader, but Issues is just a better album from top to bottom. It's mm-hmm. it takes everything that they did was good about Fall Leader, and it stretches it out over the course of an album, and it's more just consistently good. Uh huh. There's a lot of really great tracks on this. Like, hey, you know, um, somebody, someone is a real standout track for me. So I, I think this is a more enjoyable listen. That's why I picked it. Not necessarily because I like it better, but I think it's just a better. Tr- I think it holds up better over the course of a full album than Fall Leader is. Sure. I, I I don't know why I'm explaining myself, but I feel like I have to because I feel <laughs> like not picking Fall Leader is a very sacrilegious choice. Plus, it's our show. Like we said, <laughs> again, week, fuck we it, do it's what our we show. Want. <laughs> Uh, let's let's get into songs of the show, eh? Yeah. Did you pick one? I did. Okay, because I didn't see it on the playlist. Yeah, I put it in there okay. um, a couple hours ago. Okay. So my song is "Just What You Want" featuring Danny Miller of Surfboard, Surf Surfboard, 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 uh, Surfboard by the band Group Love, who is one of my favorite alternative artists. Yeah. Um, just a fun band, and they put out a nine album or nine song album a couple days ago, and it's just like. Damn, they make me so happy. Um, there's a female and a male singer, and they just they crush it. Yeah, they're they're impressive people, and it's a fun song. I I was torn between two songs, and I picked the one that was most fun. There you go. So there you go. My song of the show, just what you want by Group Love. Uh, for me this week, I chose a song I already mentioned last week and kind of brushed it off like it wasn't anything, but I went back and re-listened to it and really liked it. Um, it's Bruno Mars, Anderson Pock or Pack, however you want to say it, and Silk Sonic, Leave the Door Open. It's just one of the coolest like neo-soul songs I've heard in quite some time. It's a cool, like smooth, it's just so silky smooth. It's like... You know, when you, you get the Twix commercial and you see how silky smooth the caramel is in this, that's what this song reminds me of. And it's just so, so good, man. Like, Bruno Mars is like, ugh. Still got it. Still got it, man. It's just, it's. It, I think we need more, like, neo-soul in, in popular um, music because it's it's awesome. And soul is just such a sultry, like, sexy, without being offensive. It's like a classic sex. It's like a classy sexy mm-hmm. sexual kind of mood to it, and it's just ugh, ugh, gives me gives me the jibblies. So it's called "Leave the Door Open." Yeah, "Leave the Door Open." They just released it last week, I believe, and it's it's man, is it good? It's like the the video is really cool too. It's shot like a studio session, so yeah, really really cool. Hell yeah! Well, there you go, guys. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We're off the beaten cliff. Yep. Uh, follow us on Twitter, off cliff. Yep. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. For the conclusion. For the conclusion. Of New Metal March. We made it. All right. We'll (laughs) see you guys next week. Bye.